Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Forget about what your deepest values are according to you inside yourself. Look at your actions, your outer world, your life structures, and work backwards from that and tell me what values are you expressing? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In the last episode, I introduced you to the good versus less bad paradigm. We often have the option to make a system in our life good or less bad, and more often than not, we choose to make it less bad because making it good comes with costs that we don't want to pay, emotional discomfort, facing the unknown, and changes that may extend into other parts of our lives unpredictably. Today, we apply a critical lens to some real-life problems, reveal the underlying systems that contribute to those problems, and consider the long-term impact of living with a less bad mindset. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. My commitment to truth is that I accept someone's choice to not solve a root problem, but my commitment to truth says if they're able to hear it, I'm going to tell them what's going on. That's my commitment to truth. Otherwise, otherwise I'm complicit. Yeah, go ahead, Margarita. Well, we're getting ready for Monday because we're going to be lunching the... I'm not sure if you heard the GGOB, the no. Great Game of Business. Oh, yeah. It's um, So we're lunching that on Monday. And the only thing that I'm worried is like some of the employees might... Maybe their reactions to it. That's the only concern that I have. Maybe some of the employees, it's going to be hard for us to like train or have an open mind from them. Can you give us a summary of the great game of business? It's been a long time since I've uh, looked at it, but I'm sure some people never even heard of it. The great game of business is it's a it's it's like an open my Sasha wants to do like an open open book to the employees. Open book management. Open book management. Um Revealing certain financial indicators to people. Mm-hmm. And um, so they know where mostly or money is invested or going towards bills or any of that. So that's like showing them how much we spent on certain products or vendors or necessities that we have here in the business. Mm-hmm. Hopefully no one rejects it. <laughs> And why should your why should your employees care about that? Um, because because we're doing a gain share. So 
we're we're um, it's triggered to a bonus. So if we um, make that month, if we make a certain percentage, we get a certain percentage uh, by I I think it's try it's trisemestrial trisemestrial trisemestrial. Wow, that's a word I've never before. By the way, Bill, that was so cool that you walked from one months. box into another box. I just had to say that. that was really <laughs> neat. Like quarterly, um, we get like if we make it yeah. into like a certain goal, then some of that percentage hits our yeah. pocket. Right. So, it's called gain sharing, right? This is an old old model. It's a few decades <laughs> old. Anybody surmise what the weaknesses in the model are. You've all been trained to think paradigmatically. This is a paradigm called the great game of business, and it incentivizes employees by uh, being more transparent, not usually completely transparent about the financials, and showing them the power they have to affect certain numbers. And when those numbers are improved, for example, expenses are cut, they get a piece of what's been saved. Uh, it, it doesn't seem uh, fair to the person who's actually doing more than the person who's not, probably. I think, I, you know, because uh, it's spread out evenly, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it, I like where you're going. It, it is collectivistic. Yeah. I, well, and but then again, maybe uh, you can run out the people who shouldn't be there that way. Maybe the employees will just get rid of the ones uh, that aren't cutting the mustard, per se. I love cut the mustard. That's a great expression. That doesn't get used very often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's one possible weakness. Not the one I'm thinking of, but definitely one to have on your mind. Like what happens when some people are not as engaged as others? Are there consequences for that? That's where management would be very important. There's a bigger weakness than that. Anybody see it? You all noticed the question, uh, why should your employees care about this, right? Why did I ask that question? Diana, for 500 points. Because of their self-interest. Yes, very good. 500 points awarded. That's the self-interest question. Because just because, well, I almost gave it away. Any other ideas? What's the weakness? Because there's an assumption about self-interest and money that is one of the premises of the model. What's the premise? Um, that money's not uh, the most important thing. Uh, That's there's a danger. More important things. The, the, uh, right. The premise is, is, is that all of the employees will be motivated by money. Right? And what, what does all the management consulting research show? That's not true. Correct. So that's the problem with the model. So if, if all of the management consulting research shows that money is like number three or four or five on the list of what really matters to employees, why is this model so popular? We talked about it already. Uh, because it, uh, it's easy. It doesn't really solve the problem. Bingo. It makes things less bad. That's why. Will it work for the majority of the employees? Sure. Greater than 50%, that's what a majority is. I'd guess 60, 70, 
because that's how many people can be motivated significantly by money. But Margarita, do you have any employees who are pretty set in their ways, don't have ambitions, just want to come to work, do their thing, go home, don't need to make any more money? Mm-hmm. I could, you know, their their yeah, husband's yeah. got a job or whatever, right? There's, there's a, they're in a stable yeah. life. They're, they're not in a thrival mode. They're not ambitious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you should expect the model to completely fail with those people. See, this isn't that hard, right? That's not that difficult. It's not. I could see that, but it wouldn't hurt to put a little bit extra in your pocket. Right. But, you know, it wouldn't hurt for, you know, me to have a second breadfruit tree in the ground, but you don't see me planting it. You know, like it doesn't hurt, doesn't inspire people. It doesn't make them hungry. So what what may happen is, go ahead. It may reflect like in because this is this is our like we started I believe in it's been a couple of months like probably three months four months that we started doing this so maybe the first year that they see it that it's gonna impact or since we don't know how it's gonna impact or pockets, as I mentioned, we don't know, but we are teaching them and they're, they know, like, I under, I know I'm one of those persons, well, I'm one of those persons that I could care less because I have, like you mentioned, I have my husband, he works, he has his own business and I, if I wanted to stay home and take care of my kids, I could do that. So why don't you? But I'm not, because I'm not a homestay mom. I don't feel like I have the patience for for it to be at home. I could drive myself nuts at home being by myself. So your job then is less bad than staying home with the kids. See how you're in the less bad mindset? I, well, I kind of am. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd say a little bit more than kind of. Nothing wrong with that. Just let's call the spade the spade. You're not in a thrival mode where you want goodness in a way, however you define that. You're not seeking passionately a certain kind of goodness in your life, whether it's material, spiritual, intellectual, emotional, whatever. You, you just look at the situation and go, well, I'd rather be at work in a kind of steady state rather than being at home. That would make me crazy. You're choosing the less bad of two Bad things. Bad thing, but it 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 could be because I love to ha- interact with like customers, or it or, could be because I love to work with customers. I'm yeah, not sold. Or, or it could be. You mean like that's five well, percent of because the- I don't feel like I could be like lonely at home and like just I know there's plenty of stuff to do at home like cooking and cleaning and. Oh, I all those that. things that totally I do that. You. Clearly, so that just lights know. you up. You just wake up in the morning, like, man, I can't wait to cook and clean, and not let the kids make me crazy. Oh, I think I'll go to work because sometimes I kind of like talking to customers. No, it's most of the times, but it's like I don't know. Listen to the tones of your voice, Margarita. I know, I know. I just got to get my head straight up. 
Well, the first thing I would say is just look at the reality of the situation. You're in, you're, you're somewhere between a survival and security mode. You're, you're, I feel that. If I were to look at your actions and your behaviors and the status of your world and then intuit your deepest values, well, before I do it, you tell me, what does, forget about what your deepest values are according to you inside yourself. Look at your actions, your outer world, your life structures, and work backwards from that and tell me what values are you expressing? What are your actions? What, what are your actions expressing at the level of values? As you just mentioned, I'm secure. Like I'm not like focused to what I'm saying because I'm thinking of what I'm going to say. So let's go start with the security one. So security is a value your life is expressing, right? Keeping things more or less the same, stability, comfort. Um, well, that's one thing. What else? Nothing wrong with those things. I like being comfortable. I sat on the couch and watched a movie last time for two and a half hours. It was very comfortable, other than I was disappointed that the book was a whole lot better than the movie. But beside that, it was lovely. Comfort's great. What else? Maybe I feel so comfortable in what I'm doing that I just don't want to let go. Okay. So you're noticing an attachment to that comfort. That's good to notice. What are your deepest values? It could be keep learning, keep seeing what's out there. Okay. So like adventure, exploration. Yeah. Like type of exploration or what else can I gain from what I'm doing? Okay. These are thrival values. Learning, growing, what else is out there, exploration. Okay, cool. How is your life actually expressing those values? And there's, again, there's no judgment here. It's just about starting with what's true because we're talking about an embodiment gap. This is basically the essence of the embodiment gap. Usually when I talk about the embodiment gap, I'm, I'm, I mean a gap between what you know and what you express, what you do. But this is really the essence of it. The essence of the embodiment gap is when there's a gap between what your deepest values are and how you show up in life. And there's always a gap there for people. So there's no shame in that gap. The question is just, what are you doing about it? Because that's the basis of a personal practice. The basis of a personal practice, a self-awareness practice, a personal growth practice, whatever we want to call it, is looking actively at the gap between what's most important to you and how you show up in life and doing something about it. So like, for example, for me, one of the values that I've been looking at, I had kind of a rude awakening in myself. I was doing another values exercise. I do them often. Revisiting values is a good thing to do. And truth and love are my two most important values. And I realized that love was not getting nearly as much expressed as truth was. Bill's laughing because, of course, he already knew that. All of you probably could have guessed that. If I'd said, guess which one I expressed the most, you all would have gotten it right, right? Because I lead with a lot of truth, but the love part, less so. And so in little moments, like when I've got every right to tear a customer service person a new hole, 
because they screwed up again. Those are the moments where it's like, okay, what am I valuing right now? As I get ready to berate this person for the incompetence, I have a bank that has my mortgage. They, they literally screw up every step. Any, anytime you give them an opportunity to do anything, they screw up. And so it's a perfect opportunity for me to come with compassion and understanding. And even though some part of me is wanting to kill them, that's the personal practice. What goes on in that moment before I open my mouth? What do I value? Because my actions are going to be what really tells the story about what I value. And sometimes I succeed and sometimes I don't. But then if I fail, in quotes, because failure is always in quotes, then I can look back and go, okay, I, what value was I representing? Hmm, revenge, wrath, righteousness, <laughs> anger. That's what I valued in that moment. Okay, why did I do that? Let's look at that. Hmm, does getting angry at customer service persons who screw up, does that work? Does that accomplish anything? Do they go, wow, thanks so much for this great education. I'm surely going to change now. (laughs) Have any of you ever gotten angry at anyone about something and they're like, wow, suddenly I feel so clear. It's all so obvious now. Thanks so much for setting me straight. Right? I feel some part of me is so embarrassed. I'm 44 years old and I'm slowly waking up to like, wow. Getting angry has never worked. Why do, I, why do I do it sometimes? It never works. Like only never. So why am I doing it? Well, it's certainly not about getting my point across because it doesn't help in the least. So th- this is the kind of internal work I'm, I'm talking about to, to relook and recommit and really ask yourself, what are your deepest values? And with an asterisk that says, be prepared to realize you're not living them. And that's fine. No one is. And you don't have to cover that up like a politician. <laughs> These people really don't live their values. What they say and what they do are so different. It's like disorienting, right? But we're all like that. Just It's just a matter of degree. Sometimes the gap is small. Sometimes the gap is big enough to drive a truck through. That's what being human is like because we think way better than we act. And that's fine. That's just part of being a human, apparently. I would, would, you, would we like it to be different? Sure, but it's not. That just seems to be what it's like to be a human. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.